This is episode 35 with Zach Tapperman of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. We interview some of the most brilliant and purpose-driven minds in business and entrepreneurship so that you can learn how to maintain success, enjoy its rewards, and take it to the next level. Together, we break down all of the myths, legends, stories, struggles, and insights behind what it takes for you to join this tribe of successful entrepreneurs to grow and stay ahead of the pack. My name is Joel Ong, and I'm your host for today, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe Podcast. My name is Joel, and I'm the host for this show. Uh, once again, you know, thank you for sharing your earbuds with me today. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. His name is Zach Tepperman. And Zach is actually Canadian. He's originally from Toronto, um, and he's the president of Zach TPR which is a music, celebrity, tech, fashion, startup, and product and lifestyle public relations firm, PR firm. So before getting into PR and marketing and running his firm with you know their first office in LA and the second in Nashville, he was a radio disc jockey working on stations across the US and Canada. Zach later made a transition shift into PR and he was then hired by a large PR firm in the US who you know, works with uh, big names like Taylor Higgs, Grand Fur, uh, Guns N' Roses, etc. And then you know, four years later, he took over the company. He bought them out, uh, rebranded it under his own name, and then he opened shop in Hollywood and also then later expanded to Canada and overseas in Europe. So now, beyond the PR stuff, he's also a guest speaker at universities and he's a published author. And he released his first ever book, which is called Cut the Bullshit you know, uh, across North America. And it's a, it's a pretty humorous guide uh, for people wanting to learn how to market their product or themselves out there in the world. And this book is actually a collection of funny poems and straight-to-the-point facts and, you know, hilarious photos of sheep acting like humans. Now, you know, uh, me and Zach, uh, we talked about quite a lot of interesting things in the episode. Uh, so, do make sure to uh, give a listen to it. Uh, he's going to talk to us about you know PR, marketing, um, you know how he works with clients, especially clients of all diverse backgrounds, all the way from celebrities to you know uh, your your other local restaurant, right? And um, he's talking about you know some of his philosophies, uh, the way he approaches things, and uh, you know you get to hear more about his background of. Uh, how he you know managed to build up uh, the brand over time. So I think this is going to be a very valuable episode for you. And once again, if you enjoyed these episodes, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you know whichever platform that you listen on. Or just share this around with your friends, family, and even business partners who might find this episode useful. So without further ado, let's welcome Zach Tepperman. So Zach, uh, could you tell me like what made you decide to start doing what you're doing today? Honestly, um, you know, when I first uh, got into this whole business, I I really knew nothing. I knew nothing about marketing. I knew nothing about public relations. Uh, I kind of just fell into it. Um, I used to be a radio DJ um, in Canada, and uh, I had my own radio show. I was doing, you know, introducing the music before you know it would come on the radio. And I used to do uh, celebrity interviews all the time on my show. Um, you know, we'd play the hit music and then, you know, do in interviews with celebs. Um, 
And it was one time I met a couple celebrities uh, out in Toronto, Canada, where I'm from. And uh, they said, you know what, you have a good uh, personality. You're, you know, you're outgoing, you're well-spoken. Why don't you come down to Hollywood, California, and, you know, try to help us out in uh, marketing and PR and, uh, you know, learn. And so, you know, uh, being from Canada originally and being stuck in the snow and everything, I said, you know what, screw this. Uh, I quit radio. I quit my job. And uh, I took a chance and I moved down to uh, California and I worked for another PR firm in California. And it was over the first, uh, you know, two, three years of me working at this uh, other PR firm where I learned all the ins and outs, you know, how to deal with the media, how to, you know, deal with celebrity talent, music talent, startups, technology, you name it. Um, I learned it all. And obviously now, you know, I like to say I'm an expert, uh, but I'm always learning from every client. But uh, that's kind of how I fell into it. Uh, You know, I I knew nothing about it. I knew how to write a press release. I knew how to speak English. I knew how to talk. But, uh, you know, how to actually pitch things and, you know, sell things and, you know, work different angles. uh, That all came with time. And uh, that's where I'm at today. Yeah, it's very interesting. I think one of my other guests the other day, he was talking about how, you know, even how you present yourself is like one of the core skills he would take up before anything else, beyond marketing and sales. So it's like, if he could pick three skills, it would be like public speaking, marketing, and also sales, which is interesting because, you know, you kind of have the, the background of the, the, the radio radio show already. You know? <laughs> but I think yeah, it's something... I just, I, I, I agree with him. I mean, you know, your other guest is correct. I mean, you know, you need to be able to know how to speak to people um, and change how you speak to people in certain situations. So if you're going to go into like, you know, a, a kid's classroom, obviously you're speaking one way. If you're going into a room with a bunch of investors, you need to know how to speak uh, to those people. If you're going into people that know nothing about your product or nothing about a service, Obviously, you need to educate them and know how to speak. So uh, you can't be shy. You got to know how to public speak. You know, how, you have to know how to sell what you're doing, um, because you know, in public relations, you know, overall, the main thing is our goal is to help shape people's minds and perspectives on things. Mm. And so, to be able to shape somebody else's mind and perspective, you got to believe what you're selling and believe what you're saying. Um, just like hopefully, you know, you're sold on what I'm telling you right now. (laughs) So, you know, you need to be able to, you know, speak and yeah, public speaking and, you know, being able to, you know, say what you want properly is a a key skill to have. Right. And, uh, I've, I've always been fascinated because, um, you know, someone who's very, very polished, so to speak, you know. Um, especially, you know, in live situations, right? Because there's no, there's no editing, there's no, nothing is just the person themselves, right? Uh, right. I've always been fascinated between uh, their spontaneity as opposed to, you know, um, them, you know, presenting themselves in a, you know, a favorable manner because, you know, it's PR, right? Um, and I always thought that it's because of the way they, they, uh, they thought about things, because of their thinking and their psychology, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter what they say. Uh, it's gonna come out congruent with um, how they wanna, how they see themselves, and how they present themselves. Because it's interesting. I like the point that you talked about. You know, uh, you you're sold on yourselves first and foremost. Because if you if not, then 
uh, I think it doesn't really matter what you say because how you say it and how you come across is not going to be uh, very convincing or confident, right? Right. And I, and I always say to my clients, you know, if you're a celebrity, you're a musician or, you know, even a business owner, I always say to somebody, I always say to my clients, I say, you know, before you go into interviews and, you know, start promoting or selling or doing anything, you know, list five things that, you know, really describe who you are as a person or describe your product and do some research into those five things and keep reviewing, keep repeating. And those five things will eventually, you know, be instilled in your mind. So that way, when you do speak to somebody or you do talk, you know, those five things are about yourself. And that way you're helping to brand who you are as a person without even realizing you're branding. Mm, right. So a lot of these people, you know, they, they, they believe they're a certain way. And, you know, that ha- happens over time. Obviously, you know, how somebody is at the beginning of their career and at the end of their career in the middle are all different uh, ways. I mean, we all are changing as people. But, you know, if you kind of go into a way you're like, you know what, I want to be that fun, joking, um, you know, sarcastic kind of guy, then, you know, be that way and talk that way. And obviously, if you do a mu- enough, enough interviews and enough talking, you know, in that <laughs> yeah. sense, that's how people are going to think about you, right? Now, hopefully, that is who you are as a person and you're not faking it because it's much harder to fake it than it is to be yourself. But, you know, in today's society, you know, a lot of people over time become, you know, a person that they're not or they become this personality that they've, you know, put together in their own mind, Right. Um, and that's why it's great, you know, like shows like yours and others where people can kind of just talk bluntly and just, you know, sit down and talk with you. Um, I think you get a better sense of who they are as a person rather than, you know, an email or a quick question like, you know, how's your day going? My day is going fine. Um, you know, you kind of get more into it, which is, you know, great to see. Yeah, this is interesting. Yeah, and and you wrote a book which is uh, you know cut the bullshit as well, right? <laughs> it's interesting because it's got, like you got it. You got to cut the BS. I mean, there's so much bullshit out there these days. Um, you know, and 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 don't get me wrong. Sometimes what I say to companies and what not what I say to companies, what I say to you know media outlets and people I talk to when I'm pitching yeah. clients. I mean, you have to sprinkle in a little bit of bullshit here and there. Yeah, I course, mean, yeah. that's that's what selling is, right? When you're selling a product, when you're doing something, you know, there's always a little bit of bullshit. Um, and everybody's full of bullshit. But, you know, it's trying to cut through the bullshit um, so that way it works to your advantage, but also gives the other party that you're telling the bullshit to, it works to their advantage as well. Right. And, and Zach, because, you know, you work with a lot of, uh, I will say, quote unquote, like high value in demand, you know, high profile people, right? Especially in the sense that there are a lot of people who are asking for their attention, their time, you know, uh, resources, money, whatever they may be, right? Um, and and everybody's trying to, I always get the sense that everybody's trying to get something from them, so to speak. So it's like, um, just being real and cutting the bullshit out, um, helps to build that trust and relationship, right? I mean, like, how how does this go? You know, it's like, is this a is this a very common problem? And then, you know, like, uh, what's your take on that? I think I think honestly, you know, when when you're trying to pitch, like, a good example is, you know, if you're a startup company and you want to get featured in one of these big media outlets that's mainstream. 
So I go to the mainstream media, they hire me as their publicist, and I go to the mainstream media and I say, hey, talk about Joel's brand new shoe company, right? And the, the media outlet looks at me and goes, why should I talk about Joel's brand new shoe company? And I say, well, you know, his shoes uh, can help you jump faster, jump higher, sorry. They can make you run faster. They look cool. Uh, Joel's a big designer in his country. All this stuff, right? And yeah, a bunch of that is bullshit probably. Um, but that media outlet's going to look at me and say, uh, no, thank you. I don't really want to, uh, you know, feature Joel's, you know, shoe company because what's that really do for us? You know, he's brand new. It doesn't really help us as a media outlet, you know, talking about your client that's brand new. So what I always tell clients is instead of aiming high right away, before going to those big media outlets right away, go for some smaller ones, build up your groundwork, build up that credibility. So I can go to a bunch of shoe bloggers. I'm just using this as an example, obviously. Go to a bunch of shoe bloggers. I go to a bunch of other smaller media outlets and I get them all to say that Joel's shoe company is amazing. You know, one outlet says how Joel is a great designer. The other one says, oh, we've done tests and it helps us jump higher. The other one says, you know, it helps us run faster. Now I have, say, 10 or 20 or 30 small media outlets that have all talked about Joel's shoe company. So I take these 30, you know, smaller outlets, and now I go to the big guy and I say, hey, everybody's talking about how Joel's shoe company is doing amazing. Do you want to talk about it? Now this big outlet, it, you know, we have a better chance at getting featured on this bigger outlet because, you know, they'll click around, they'll do a Google search, they'll do whatever, and they'll see, hey, yeah, it's not just Joel saying his shoes are great. All these outlets are saying it's great. He's got a fan base. He's got people talking about him. Yeah, maybe the bullshit he was saying is actually true. And so then they feature, you know, Joel Shoe Brand. And that's where you levitate your company and your brand and your product to that next level. And so that's where somebody like me comes in. We, you know, we take that bullshit or that, you know, that those talking points, we get it you know, placed in some smaller things, and then we build you up. But a lot of people need to understand that things is a things, you know, take time. It's a process. Um, you know, if you come to me, Joel, and you say, Zach, I want to be featured on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, you know, and you and you honestly haven't even, you know, saying ever, you know, I'll tell you, you're crazy. You're effing crazy, you know, and that's me cutting the bullshit with you. Um, and people need to realize that, you know, you have to take the proper steps to be able to build your brand, build yourself, and that way, you know, success will come to you. Otherwise, if you skip steps or you just always swing for the fences, uh, you know, it might not happen for you. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it does happen. Sometimes you do, you know, strike, you know, lightning strikes and you do become successful or you do get lucky and somebody features you or, you know, something happens don't get me wrong, it does happen. But, you know, most of the time that doesn't happen. And I think people need to get out of their own mindset, get out of their own bullshit, and their own hype, and realize, you know, we maybe need to step back and do the things properly. Mm, yeah, and uh, I really, really like the, the, the point you talked about, you know, following the process and the strategy, because the strategy you just told me is like, it's actually very simple, right? You know, build up small, you know, build that base up 
before you uh you know work on it progressively right i mean i don't think there's any like magic pill formula <laughs> or no, you know, it's, it's, like, it's pretty it's pretty simple like you know the only thing that comes in is why people hire somebody like us or somebody else or you know other companies that are in marketing and pr is you know we have the contacts to get these things done now don't get me wrong any single person could go and you know pitch something or you know, do research to gain those contacts. It's not a special thing. I'm not saying I'm special, but you need to, you know, you need to plan it out and you need to strategize. And there's, you know, the formula is start small, build yourself up, do some tests, see how, you know, public opinion is and grow. I mean, it's common sense. Cut the bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, that's my take on it as well, right? You know, it's like, if I want to do it myself, I could, but, you know, hiring an expert, you know, uh, for example, yourself with experience, with context, you know, who can contextualize things. I just get there a lot faster, right? But it's not to say that I don't, I don't do any work, but then I may do less work as well. So it's, it's sort of like, I think people get mis- uh, misconceived when, uh, or they misunderstand when, you know, uh, they expect that, and it's so common, right? You know, it's like you hire someone, you pay someone for it, and then they, they expect you to do all the work. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, it's like going for a haircut. You can probably cut your own hair, but it's much easier if you go to a, a barber to cut your hair. So yeah. it's the same thing. You hire somebody, you know, they, they're doing the work. Obviously, you know, the, the best companies out there are the ones that include you in it. So that way you're part of the process, of course, and they're not just doing everything. But I mean, there is no secret formula. I mean, I used to be a radio DJ. Now I'm in PR and marketing. I mean, if I could, you know, learn it and, you know, you take your time and you build your craft and you fine tune things. I mean, anybody can do anything. I, I, I honestly believe that. I mean, it, it could be when it comes to sports and other things and special skills. Yeah, maybe you can't learn it like me. I'm never going to be a basketball player. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skilled enough. But when it comes to skills like, you know, graphic design, I was never good at graphic design, but you can do a course on Photoshop. You can learn Lightroom. You can learn different things online, take different courses, and you could become an expert in that field. Um, it's, it, it's just if you want to dedicate the time to that. Now, if you hire somebody, an expert, obviously, you let them do what they're good at. And now you can focus your attention on other things to grow whatever it is that you're growing. And that'll help you get there. Like you said, much quicker. Mm, yeah. And, and, and like, uh, it's very easy to, I think nowadays, right. It's very easy to pick up any skill to like an intermediate level, but it's very, very difficult to be, you know, one of the best at it. Right. So for you, I mean, for PR, like it's something that I, I think I have a hunch that, you find it worth it to invest your, you know, your time, your energy and attention to, you know, become the student of a craft and, and, and to get good at it. So, I mean, for you, like, what's the, you know, what's the best thing that you, you appreciate about PR or what you like about it the most that, you know, uh, keeps, you, keeps you going? I honestly, I love the first and foremost, I love that it's not a nine to five job. Um, just because... You know, I work with different people all over the country, all over the world. And, you know, PR doesn't stop. The media doesn't stop ever. Um, So it's not like I wake up and go into an office at nine o'clock and at five o'clock I punch out. I'm done for the day. I did that when I was a radio DJ. You know, I go in for my show, do what I needed to do in the studio. I leave and that's it. I don't have to worry about anything. 
um, which is great. Some people like that kind of timetable and like that structure, and that works for them in their life. Um, me, I like you know the freedom that every day is different. Um, every day brings something new. I love that, uh, at least at this stage in my career, I'm able to work with all different types of people, not just one demographic of people. Um, you know, I have a, a restaurant I work with, or I have a, a teeth whitening company, or, you know, a celebrity, an actor, a big musician, or, you know, it could be something as fun as like a, a beer pong table, or something like, you know, 3D printing pens. I mean, every client that I work with is something different. And that not only, you know, helps me grow as a publicist and in my craft because I'm learning different uh, markets. But it's just exciting because, you know, I get to experience and do different things on my own time. Um, and I think that's what I love most about PR is that every day is something different. Um, it's fun to be able to plan and strategize and see a client go from, you know, an Indiegogo or Kickstarter campaign to creating a product, shipping it out to their backers, to us getting all the exposure and then it being in every store and market afterwards and being like, hey, I was a part of that. I watched this company go from zero dollars to, you know, millions of dollars and seeing that happen is just, you know, personally, you know, just uh, satisfying and being a part of that process multiple times has just been, you know, it's been great. And I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, at the beginning, I was, you know, hustling. I was, you know, grinding myself at the beginning for the first few years. But, you know, it's been over 10 years now. And, you know, I've been able and lucky enough, you know, luck is part of it also, um, to be able to work with some great clients and uh, have some great mentors in my life and, you know, work with some great media outlets that have helped me along the way. Awesome. Yeah. It's almost like watching babies grow up. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, when you first, when you first started, right, you were working in the PR firms, like, and then, uh, later on, of course you, you know, you bought them out, right? Um, like what was that shift like? Because I think it's, it's difficult for people to wrap their heads around. I'm, you know, transitioning from like what you say a nine to five to, you know, the perspective of, uh, an owner, uh, instead of an operator, um, you know, it's, it's quite a big gap. So it was, I mean, but you know, when I was in, you know, I kind of, you know, I was much younger when I first got into radio. Um, a lot of people don't start their careers until they're like in their 20s or 30s, right? Yeah. Uh, I started in radio when I was about, uh, I had my first internship looking back now, probably when I was 14 years old. Um, and I was working at a sports station in Toronto. I was getting people coffee. Um, I was, you know, doing all the, I don't know if I could say, I was doing like the bitch work. You know, yeah. but, you know, it's the grinding work. It was like working in the mailroom kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and from there, I got a job in promotions and then that led into radio. Um, and, you know, I started my career like, you know, as a radio DJ on the radio when I was like 16, 17 years old. Um, and so I experienced that nine to five job at, you know, 15 and 16 years old. And so by the time I got to be, you know, 19, 20, 21, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this. I don't want to be in a studio all day. You know, as much as I loved what I was doing, I mean, I love to entertain people. I still do. Um, I get to entertain people now in a different way. But I, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to be waking up 
going in, playing music, talking, finishing, recording commercials, going home, and the next day, the exact same thing. And, you know, it wasn't about the money or anything. It was just, I didn't like that. And I kind of learned that I didn't like that at an early age. So when that opportunity arise that I could switch careers and take a chance on something else, I, you know, I jumped at it. Um, and being able, you know, not everybody has that opportunity, but, you know, opportunities do come to people in different ways and formats. And it's when you choose to jump at that opportunity that your life can completely change. And so I always look back and I always say, you know, if I wasn't in radio, I would never have gotten into PR because it was because of my radio and me learning what I did in radio and having the job I did in radio that led me to meet the people that helped me get the opportunity across the, you know, the world to go work in the industry I'm in to learn to adapt and be who I am today. Everything happened for a reason. And so, you know, every job I had growing up, even if it was like my first job working in a coffee shop, everything led to where I'm at today. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the, the change happened over time. It wasn't just like a complete, you know, 180 overnight. But when I did move to LA the first time and, you know, I didn't have that nine to five and I had to grind it out and get clients and, you know, work at two, three, four, five in the morning, you know, doing pitches and doing the things I do today. Um, I mean, yeah, it was a, a lifestyle change, but I was at the point already where I was enjoying it. So it wasn't, you know, I don't look at it as any negative. I was looking at it as this is what I love to do. And I still get that, you know, passion today and that fire. I like, I wake up in the morning uh, and I have like, you know, hundreds of emails and I look at it and I don't look at it and go, oh, oh, I got so many emails. I look at it and I say, this is exciting. Like people, you know, I can answer all these emails, whatever I can, but, you know, it, it gives me a rush and it gives me that like, you know, some people do drugs in their life to get a rush. I don't do drugs. <laughs> I answer emails and that gives me my rush. And so, you know, it's finding your rush that uh, I think everybody needs to try to find. Yeah, I like the point about the rush. I mean, it's, it's you have a very uh you have a very very good energy when it comes to, you know, uh your approach to a thing. So I'm just curious like uh how, you know, how do you how do you make sure that the your your energy in the day is uh is at its most optimal? You know, how do you keep that balance and then of course I think that um even even the some of the clients that you work with, I mean, if you're constantly flooded with media all the time. I mean, I can imagine it's just like it, it's such a disruption, uh, like micro disruptions throughout the day, um, to you know your focus or your energy or what you are, what you truly want, uh, concerned about or what you want to achieve or do. Um, so you know, like how, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you deal with that? Or I, I'm not sure if deal with it is even the right yeah, word. I, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't, I, I don't drink energy drinks. I don't drink coffee. So um, I guess it's just a natural, you know, way I am right now. Now, am I going to be this way in the future? Who knows? Um, I think, you know, it's just a lot of time management. Uh, I don't, I don't follow a schedule on the computer. I, I keep an old school agenda where I write down everything and different times and where clients are at every time. So at least I see right in front of my face in like a written way. Um, to manage everybody. So I do that. Um, 
other than that, I mean, I have a, a two-year-old daughter. Um, so she keeps my energy going because I have to chase her around and stuff. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I mean, everybody's different of how they deal with things. How I deal with it, I, I just I just go. I have one, you know, one gear. I like to go. Now, don't get me wrong. There's distractions that come up um, and stuff like that. But I try to get back to every one of my clients within an hour or two when they email me or call me or text me. Um, I write everything down so I know what's coming up so I can plan ahead. And it's just how I am. I guess, you know, I've developed that skill over the course of my career and having to go from, you know, one or two clients, then getting four clients, then getting 10 clients, then getting 20 clients. I think as you slowly grow in whatever career it is, you learn to adapt and you learn to grow to, you know, more things coming your way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just going is such a great attitude to have because like, you know, you get caught up in in, in thinking about things Life? instead of actually yeah. doing yeah instead of actually doing it you know it's a it's such a such a pain point because like you're just trapped in your own minds and then you know you can't get over I that think, because I, I, I think how I, how I like to think of things is like if somebody and this just goes with anything like if somebody wants to help you or somebody wants to do something for you or you want to do something for somebody else or you want to get something done if you want to get anything done you can find the time to get it done I mean, yeah, sometimes, you know, schedules don't always work out, but if you actually want to do something, you can find the time. And I think it's when people are either lazy or they don't want to find the time, they always make excuses. And that's when stuff doesn't get done. Um, It's just how it is. I mean, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. If you want to do something, do it. I mean, what's your excuse? You need more sleep tonight? Well, suck it up stay up an extra couple hours and get that shit done. Um, If you go to sleep, you know, and you wake up the next day, great. But that two hours, somebody else was doing it. And that's why they're ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really like that about you because it's like (laughs) a friend of mine, as we actually said that same thing, like uh, he was was saying like, oh, you know, because people are struggling with like uh, fitness, right? Like, uh, you know, weight problems. It's like the solution is very simple. Just get a trainer and go to the gym. <laughs> it's like if you yeah. want, you know, if you want to get fit, you know. Well, they always they always say with the gym, like, hey, and I I'm going through this right now because I you know we joined a gym here and you know going is the the hardest thing is showing up, and if you show up and you put in the effort, you'll get the results. But when you make excuses then, you know, shit doesn't work and stuff doesn't happen. And then you're looking at yourself weeks and months later, like, why didn't it work out? Well, did you give it your 100%? Yeah, yeah. And it's almost like a being being completely transparent and honest with yourself and even your own bullshit, right? It's like holding well, that's, yourself That's what it comes down to. Don't, yeah. don't, you know, cut through your own bullshit and, and, you know, work through it and, you know, be honest with yourself. If you if you know you're you like to sleep in in the morning, okay, but maybe you should stay up a little bit later to get the stuff that you might be missing in the morning. You know, plan around your own schedule. Everybody's different, right? Um, but stop making excuses. When you make excuses, you're just setting yourself up for failure. That's awesome, man. So Zach, we're running a lot of time, but last question for you: uh, How can people get in contact with you? Um, the easiest way is, uh, you know, how we connect it. Go on Instagram, uh, at Zach Tepperman, um, and, you know, slide into my DMs if you want, or 
you know, if you ha- want to do some business or just need some advice or whatever, um, you know, my website, ztpr.net, or, you know, if you're in Canada, ztpr, because Z-Z, um, .net, um, Twitter, ztpr tweets, or Zach Tepperman again, um, or just Google my name and we'll find each other. I mean, we're all online these days, so it's very easy with social media. The only thing I don't have is I don't have uh, a TikTok account, so you won't see me dancing on anything. Yeah, and don't slide into Zach's DMs for anything else. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Two-year-old do that. baby already, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my two-year-old two reads my DMs, so watch out. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time, Zach. It's a pleasure to Thank have you. Thank you, Joel. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Entrepreneur's Tribe podcast. Now, if you are a purpose-driven business owner or expert and you want to create more impact and growth, head over to tapeyourtime.com, T-A-P-E-Y-O-U-R-T-I-M-E.com to download your free PDF on the top three mistakes that coaching experts make using video. Also, be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or share this with friends and family. Once again, I want to appreciate you for sharing your earbuds with me today. Till next time, bye-bye.